1: Escribiendo en la región oriental, provincia de Morona, Santiago, dentro de los límites de la República del Ecuador, objetos preciosos, de gran valor cultural e histórico para la humanidad. Me he dedicado a rastrear el origen de la humanidad para saber el por qué
0: estamos en esta tierra,
1: Bueno, un aventurero, un cazador de fortunas, un tipo poco serio, un estafador. Es increíble descubrimiento que, digamos, a todos nos había dejado con la boca abierta. ¿no? Buscaba el mundo subterráneo y lo encontró.
0: El gobierno quiere tomar control y no sabe cómo. Si buscan algo precioso que serían matados.
1: ¿Qué se llevaron? Es mito que tal vez en las cuevas había un tesoro. Es muy complicado estar por la cela buscando algo y llegar a la Cueva de los tallos. ¿no? Tú tienes que llegar ahí porque alguien te lleva. El sueño te da the courage to continuar. No estaba dispuesto a poner su investigación y sus descubrimientos al servicio de nadie. No fuera el género humano. Tienen un temor de que la gente conozca y sepa la verdad. Parece una novela de ciencia ficción.
0: Hello and welcome to the Matts Movie Reviews podcast. I am your host Matthew Pejkovic and this is episode number three hundred and seventy-two. Out now on digital is the Legend of Tayos, a documentary that delves into the claims made by Hungarian explorer Juan Moritz that a gold library, which holds the secrets of the origins of mankind, is located in the Cueva de los Tayos, a cave in Ecuador. A deep dive into a fascinating subject that at one point gripped the world and brought the attention of governments, religious movements, and the scientific community. The Legend of Tayos also explores the nature of belief, the lure of riches and the Unquenchable thirst for Knowledge. And joining me today on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is the director of The Legend of Teos, Galo Semblantes. Galo, uh, thank you so very much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor.
0: Oh, the honors all mine this documentary is so incredibly fascinating especially since i did not know much about it at, at, at all I mean this is a subject that's never really came on my radar so to watch your documentary and it was just absolutely just fascinating stuff I'm curious though Gallo galo when was the first time that you came across the, the legend of Taos um do you remember when you first heard about it and when it became you know something that you be, you were fascinated with
1: I might have been around. 11 years old, you know, like the legend, the, the story about the Tajus cave, it's a huge thing here in Ecuador. And it became really huge in the in the in the 90s, because of a a researcher here that had a TV show, and, and he talked about it, and I was like 11 years old. And his approach to the subject was really different than mine, you know, he I remember this episode was talking about giants and the cave and, and the, well, the gold library and all of that. And, you know, I was a little kid. I was fascinated by it because it felt like something that came out of a movie. It felt like watching uh, Indiana Jones or, or The Goonies or something like that. And it always, it, it stuck with me. It, it was so, somewhere, in, somewhere in my mind. I was really obsessed with it when I was like 12. And then I completely forgot about the story. And I went to L.A. to study. I was doing a a master in fine arts in L.A. back in 2012. And I was trying to to search for a project. And the the whole story about the Thai escape came back to me through an episode of Ancient Aliens in the History Channel. And I was like, Mm. oh, yeah, I remember that story. You know, what would happen if I tried to do that story uh, for for film? You know, like not a TV show about UFOs or anything like that, but about these people exploring and, and searching for a treasure that was so fascinating to me.
0: Your in, so to speak, on this story is Juan Moritz himself, and he's such a fascinating, fascinating figure. When it comes to research on Juan and all the other mm-hmm. elements or the other characters in this, where do you begin? Because I'd imagine ever since back in, uh, I think it was the late 60s when Juan Moritz first came out with his claims and, and such, and since then, order different books and as you said yourself there's been different shows and documentaries there is a ton of stuff out there to look at where do you begin do you start with one and then go from that
1: point onwards well Juan came kind of late in my in my research because the thing with Juan Maurice is that there's a lot of people telling you stories that Juan Maurice used to say but there's not a lot of stuff that he actually left you know there's no there's like so many pictures of him and that's about it and there's like a little li- uh, book of about 20 pages with his theories, and that's about it. And he wanted to do a bigger book, but he never did. So when I first started, I was looking for a way to get into the story, and there were two things that I tried. I tried to get a hold of uh, Eileen Hall, who was uh, Stanley Hall's uh, daughter, because uh, I know, well, Stanley Hall came later into, into the Taluscape around the, the late six, uh, 70s. Um, And the other character that I first contacted was uh, Eric Von Daniken, you know, with his book, The Gold of the Gods, that made The Digescape famous. So I kind of text him, you know, through Twitter and ask him, hey, I'm I'm like this Ecuadorian director doing a film. Would you like to be in it? And, well, they opened their doors and that's how the the film started.
0: You know, this story is filled with so many fascinating people and characters um, you spoke, one of them just then, Eric Von Daniken. I mean, not only did he do The Gold of the Gods, but a lot of people remember him from The Chariot of the Gods. Um, and yeah. I remember watching that documentary when I was in my early 20s and not wholly convinced about the claims, you know, not at all convinced about the claims, but just found it such a fascinating piece of filmmaking and, and the writing as well, just so fascinating. You know, there's been a lot of people, you know, wine Juan himself had a very kind of contentious kind of uh relationship with eric what how did you find interviewing him um how did you find it kind of like eric von daniken uh, experience because he's just such a fascinating man and very charismatic man as well he's been on the screen a few, a few times i'm sure uh in, interviewing him uh he was not at a loss of words to kind of describe uh, his beliefs in, in all of his work
1: to be honest he was quite intimidating at first um because, you know, we didn't have the budget to go and, and look for him in Switzerland. So we were looking for a way to talk to him. And it, it, it took me like a year and a half before one day I saw he was doing a, a series of conference in the United States. And I contacted him and I said, like, hey, could I go there and interview you? And he's like, yeah, I can do it. But I only have one hour and it has to be in the hotel where I'm giving the conference. And so we, we arranged all of that. And eventually what happened is when we met in person, he was such a nice person. He stayed for like two hours uh, and and he was just really wonderful. Uh, He was a really interesting person. The Matts Movie Reviews
0: Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door the matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by loot crate founded in 2012 loot crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes loot crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment gaming sports and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. The movie is fascinating in that there is so much archive footage here. Um, Things that I haven't seen before, you know, photos and video of different expeditions over the years. There was that famous one in the mid-70s, of course, which was put together by Stanley Hoare, who was a Scottish engineer and involved Neil Armstrong of all people. And this was like several years after he walked on the moon. So his celebrity was very high at the time. When you find all of this material, you bring it together, how many hours of stuff did you have to kind of sift through? Because the movie itself goes for around 85, 90 minutes. But I imagine you had hours and hours and hours of footage to try to go through and piece together.
1: I have over 100 hours of wow. material, like, like 11 terabytes of film. And it's not shot. I mean, it's shot in, on HD, so it's not that heavy. It's just a lot of stuff. We... Uh, when we started the film I wanted to talk to all the people related to the to the expeditions and to the and to Father Crespi you know who was a big character also in the story and so there was a lot of people from museums in Ecuador so we interview over 40 people maybe even 50 I'm I'm not sure it's so much stuff and some of these interviews went for hours so mm. we have a lot of footage we have so much stuff in it
0: Considering the amount of footage you have in the runtime of the movie, is there a possibility in the future of maybe an expansion of the story? Could you envision maybe, I don't know, whether on a DVD packaging or maybe perhaps um, on online short kind of films that delve further into this subject,
1: considering all the material that you have? I always thought about the DVD packaging because I always I, I knew there was so much stuff that wouldn't fit in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you know what happened? We recently released a film in theaters here here in Ecuador. And I've been in a couple of uh, interviews and stuff. And, and this thing about the second a movie or a continuation of the film keeps coming up. And, and it's starting it's starting to get into my mind. You know, like I do have a lot of footage. I'm not sure what kind of shape it would, it would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I know I totally have the the stuff to make a second film with this. I, I'm trying to, you know, it's been eight years of, of working in this film. So I'm trying to take a little break before actually thinking of what's my next step for this.
0: You know, it's, it's so interesting. This story starts back in 1960s in a... And it all continuously pops up through the years because it's such such a fascinating one. I'm curious though, when it comes to to the younger generation of Ecuadorians, do they know much about the Cave of Taos? Do they know um, about Juan Moritz? Do you think that your documentary is going to be that opening um, introduction to the subject for a lot of people in your native country?
1: It's funny you ask, because when I started the film, there, there was not a lot of stuff going on around the Titus Cave story. And then eventually it started coming up and now I find people talking about it on TikTok and, and there's a lot of young people actually going and watching the film, which totally surprises me. You actually go into the caves themselves. It's such
0: fascinating footage in the movie um, of your, yourself and your team delving into this kind of, it's such a subterranean world. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. it does feel like another world and I think you can imagine why so many people's imaginations just just come alive to different type of theories of what's down, down there and the claims made by more When you, when you went down there and you're taking in all that's around you, what type of feelings is going through uh, your mind? Uh, especially considering the fact that, you know, you've been researching this for such a long time. I'm sure the words of Juan Moritz and other people uh, are running through your mind as you're, you're letting the world, this new world around
1: you kind of sink in. Absolutely. I mean, I was going to say that like when I finally got to the the cave, it was like maybe two years into the movie and I've done so much research. I read so much about it. And you know, like every single person that went into the cave, they, they normally write a book or or a diary or, you know, like it's such a a strong experience. And so I read all of that, but when I got there, it it still surprises me how huge it is. It's like, you're so, so tiny inside this, Cave and you're in, in the, mm. like it's, it's like a huge cathedral you know uh, and it's it's mesmerizing it's, it's such a, a strange feeling you know I, I when I first got there it was intimidating but when you get inside it's such a peaceful place.
0: you know I was said in my introduction about how this film really talks about that inquenchable thirst for knowledge and I think the really important part of this whole story is while people, did do expeditions and governments did fund expeditions to find what people thought would be a civilization or a treasure or, or, for example, they actually came across a treasure of a different kind and that's all of the different species and such down there. From what I've read, there's like from... I'm just looking here at the official TAOS website, there's like 40 new species of bat, 100 new species of butterfly, uh, 200 new species of beetle. I mean, it's discovery of different artifacts et etc down there I, I, you know even though this exploration, these expeditions into this cave you know world was brought about by people hoping to find something otherworldly, we actually found something that's so important to our own world didn't we?
1: I would love people to value that you know like it's such an interesting place, uh, an important area for preservation as it happens in the movie later on. Uh, I really believe it should be like a national park, and it, sh- it should be protected because there's so much mu- uh, mining in the area that it's such a risk for the for the area and for the you know all the species and and all of that and all the stuff you were mentioning. It's really important because that's what happened in the 1976 expedition, and most people don't know about that. But yeah, they discovered so many species, so many like they were so many biologists uh, doing this research. It was it was massive. Do you think there will ever be a possibility of the types of large-scale expeditions
0: that we saw that Stanley Hall led in the in the 70s, for example, to happen again? Do you think there is a still that thirst of knowledge, there's still that uh, fascination as to this gold medal library and, and all the things that will come from it? Do you think that we will ever see someone try to go down there again and try to find what's happening uh what where this treasure is or do you think by this time so many years have passed perhaps the story of treasure has become more mythology than
1: fact i don't know it's it's a weird uh feeling about that like you know what happens there's so many expeditions going into the caves now but they're not that kind of they're not that kind of expedition they're not yeah. looking for that kind of knowledge uh i feel like it's yeah, I don't think we search for that kind of knowledge anymore. It's like we have like this brief version, like for, for people going and saying, hey, I was in the Escape," and that's about it. They're not really looking for knowledge. One of the things that I, I really like about Stanley Hall and, and, and Janos Marics as, as a character for the film is that they were searching for knowledge. They were searching for something that would change humanity. And I felt that was really interesting about them. And I don't I don't feel like that kind of expedition could happen again. How about for yourself, Carlo?
0: You worked on this movie for eight years, it's such a big part of your life. The movie is out now. How does this delve into this world, into the explorations, the the writings of Juan Moritz and Stanley Hoare, and and everyone else associated with? How does that how has that affected you uh, not
1: only as a filmmaker but as a person? You know, it's it's funny it it affected me a lot in the sense that i see people differently now like i've seen the thing that motivate people to do st- to do stuff you know like when i started this film i had this feeling that people were so i mean i still believe a little bit of that but you know they they were searching for for change for something different but eventually what happened is i was i was looking through all that stuff that happened all the fights between people all the egos and and ambition and greed and I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's not, I mean, it's not, it's so different. It's not a search of virtue in a way. It's more of, of greed. And so it changed me a lot. I, I understand people in a different way now. Um, of course, when I see all the research and all the theories they had, I'm I'm fascinated by, you know, they, they, they used to talk about this theory called catastrophism that was similar for both Moritz and, and Hall. And I find it fascinating. Um, I just don't know if I believe it anymore. So, for everyone out there
0: listening, The Legend of Taos is available now on digital. I think the best place,
1: uh, Gala, for people to watch a film would be through Amazon. Uh, right now, I would say Apple TV. I believe we're on Apple TV or, or iTunes because um, we're having a little bit of an issue on, um, I mean, we're gonna fix it soon, but there's a, a little problem with the subtitles that we're fixing right now. Right, and we it would be back really soon. I
0: really recommend that people seek out this film and watch it. It's such a fascinating movie about a fascinating subject. And Galo Semblantes, I thank you so very much for your time today. You did terrific work. here, Eight years of your life put into this film, and it really shows. I think the the filmmaking here is terrific. The story is fascinating, and look, this is such a fascinating subject. I can't wait to to dive into it further and if you ever do decide to go further into the caves so to speak and and go f- and and explore this story further i'll love to to see what the the results are because it's a great story and you're doing a great job with it thank you so much matt thank you i would let you know